Hello and welcome to the Musician's Journey podcast. My name is Ragnhild and when I started making this podcast I had only just started to build my career as a freelance cellist in Stockholm, Sweden. Now, three years later, I have so much work that podcasting can't be a once a week happening, but I enjoy these conversations so much, so I'm still here, only sporadically. One of the projects that I'm investing a lot of time in is a cello chorus online with videos. I don't know if I should call it a chorus, though it's more of a space for learning. It's taking shape as I receive feedback from the ones who are using the space. If you're curious about that, you can read more on my website. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Apart from my online learning space, I've put my energy into teaching and rehearsing and gigging. And something that has been helpful for me as someone who works a lot on my own at home is an online community of freelancers and entrepreneurs where we support each other with each other's various projects. It's called The Box and you can read more at theboxworkshop.com. With the code CELLO you'll get 30% off your first month. If you want to inspire me to keep on making this podcast, you are welcome to buy me a coffee through my page on coffee.com. There's a link to that in the show notes as well. And now over to today's conversation with Madeline. Strange things sometimes happen to me. I'm quite a noob with anything to do with software. And this time I simply couldn't find my local recording of myself talking. Uh, But luckily Madeline sounds great. She has an impressive amount of quality content on YouTube and Instagram, where she's playing multi-layered covers with herself. And for the past months, she started to share her original work as well. Here is a taste of her EP, which will be out very soon. This piece is called Nuage. Thank you. 
introduce yourself? Yeah. <laughs> so hi, Ragnilt. So my name is Madeleine, Madeleine Lador. Uh, I'm a cellist and a composer. I'm working on the release, my first release right now, uh, my first EP, which is going to come out in like late January or February. Um, it's five pieces that I composed. Uh, what I do is that I record multiple cello layers and I, lay the, I mix them all together. So there are in each of my pieces, there are between 10 and 20, 25 cello tracks mixed together. Um, yeah, that's my big project at the moment. Uh, otherwise, I haven't always been um, a musician, a professional musician, because I studied first physics and then musicology. So I have a master's degree in physics and a PhD in musicology. And it's only after the PhD that I decided to go for music and cello full time. Um, so yeah, it's a non-linear journey. <laughs> but it's unfolding great at the moment. <laughs> it looks really great. And you have built up a loyal following on your social media platforms, which are YouTube and Instagram mainly, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, how did you decide to go all in for the cello after you had finished a PhD in physics? Uh, so my PhD was musicology, ah, right. physics with, for the bachelor and masters. So how did I decide? So I've been ch playing cello uh, all my life. Like I started when I was a kid, when I was seven. Um, and cello was always there, like no matter how hard I was studying <laughs> for my degrees. Uh, I always had like my cello. I was taking some cello lessons sometimes, playing in orchestras or bands doing chamber music or something. So, yeah, but it's only during the PhD that I was really uh, playing in a lot of bands and orchestras. And so I was doing the PhD by day and on evenings and weekends, I had rehearsals or concerts or, you know, <laughs> a musician's life. I, had, I was li living like two different lives at the same time. And... Uh, yeah, by the end of the PhD, I was really feeling like I wanted to have some free time. I wanted to take like two, three months completely off to have time to experiment with the cello uh, and composing because I had never really been like seriously composing anything before. And I really wanted to try that. Um, yeah, so I wanted to not work after the PhD so that I could have time to experiment to see what can come out of this uh, if I spend my days <laughs> with my cello alone. <laughs> and, and actually, I graduated from the PhD in January 2020. And right after that, I kind of started to apply for a job, but all the universities closed because of COVID. So I had no choice but to stay home, <laughs> which was like perfect timing for me. And I started composing and recording music. I started doing this multi-cello track thing. Uh, I composed songs. I started recording, uh, doing cello covers of popular songs. Um, and this is when I started like the social media thing, because I thought if I compose music, but there is no one to listen to it 
except my family and friends, it's not going to lead anywhere. So I need to build a following on social media. And for that, you need to do covers so that people can relate to your content. Um, yeah, and this is what I've been doing ever since. It's been like almost four years now. And, and yeah, I'm releasing my first EP with my original music. And I'm very happy about that. It's amazing to hear this story where you build up a following from zero, right? And yeah. you have the patience to keep going. And I have to say, you've also you've also done this in such a an honest, uh, really just a lovely way as well. You know, when I look at your YouTube and Instagram content, you don't use the clickbaits that I see so many people use. It, uh, do you think that that could be a reason why you have gotten such a loyal following? Because people can tell that you are yourself and you're not pretending anything. You are... I mean, when I read some of the comments on your YouTube videos, people uh, thank you for your presence and your attitude and your, your way of doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so that's always a question for me, like which attitude should I have? Like which visual identity? Like on social media, the video, the visual quality is extremely important. Um, and you need like clickbaits, you need to attract people to your content because a lot of the time music alone is not enough. Like for Instagram, if you just post, post music, unless you are extremely impressive in your playing or whatever, music alone is not enough to attract a lot of listeners. So you need a little bit of uh, clickbait, as you said. <laughs> so there's always a balance between being there just for the music and also trying to attract people because this is what social media is about too. Um, yeah, you need to be authentic and I'm not, not trying to lure people into something else or, but you need to do something that people like. And people like covers played on the cello. Yeah, it's like people like to hear the songs that they like. Um, yeah. That's why <laughs> covers are very important for musicians. Yeah, if you throw out only original music that people have never heard before, uh, people won't relate to it. So you won't you won't get a following. Yeah. yeah, but now you have started to put out your own music. You just started doing that, right? Yeah, two singles are out right now. Yeah, and how have they been received compared to your covers? Um. So it is a bit different because those have been released to Spotify and all streaming platforms. So um, uh, my covers were not on Spotify. They were only Instagram and YouTube. Um, I think it's going pretty well. Yeah, the, for the first one, I had a video that was released, released on, on YouTube and it went pretty well compared to my covers. I mean, it went the same way with my best performing covers, let's say, <laughs> more or less. Mm. And on Spotify, uh, it is a little hard to get uh, listeners to come. When you just start starting out, you need to try to get into playlists to have to have listeners. 
uh, and that's a promotion influencer business. <laughs> it requires a lot of marketing, and uh, yeah, I've been doing that, learning how to do that first, and uh, spending a lot of time uh, into trying to understand how it works and how to get into those playlists. So there are platforms where you pay to submit the music to playlist curators. So I've been doing that. It worked pretty well for the first one. The second one is still trying to start to work. <laughs> That's part of the promotion that needs to be done after the release. Where does this perseverance come from, you think? You seem so, you're so determined that you go through this very, very long-winded process before you can make a really good living doing what you do. I don't know where you are in that process right now, but what keeps you going? <laughs> I I don't know. I think I really like creating music, creating beautiful things and sharing them with people. And I think marketing and communication, even though I don't really like that, it's essential if I want the music to be heard and... Um, and if I want to grow as an artist and to make a living out of it, because so far I don't. Um, I earn a little money with gigs, lessons, uh, selling and stuff, but it's really occasional and it's not, it's not a living. Um, so yeah, I feel that if I want to reach some place that I want to reach as a musician, I really have to do this marketing effort, uh, promotion effort, um, yeah, and to be perseverant, to work every day, <laughs> to put this music out and and have it recognized. Yeah. You don't wake up in the morning and think like, oh, maybe I should just get a steady job somewhere instead. You don't. That doesn't happen to you. Sometimes, yes. When I feel there are too many dec decisions to be made, and it's stressful. Uh, and there are too many things that I need to learn about, yeah, many marketing, promotion stuff. <laughs> when I feel there are too many decisions that I need to do just by myself because I'm on my own, uh, I feel like I need someone <laughs> to tell me, do this and do that, you know, <laughs> don't think too much <laughs> to know where to go. Because this is the most difficult part, I think, is when you don't know which strategy to adopt uh, and you need to take the decision not knowing what's the best way. Um, so in those moments, yes, I wished perhaps I had like a normal job or someone telling me what to do. But uh, I really love the luxury of uh, my freedom in the way I manage my time. And that is very precious to me. Mm. so yeah and the freedom to create whatever I want and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> that's what keeps you going the wanting to make a living while having the freedom of a freelance musician yeah yeah that's what I'm trying to do that too because it's an amazing feeling that I can be in charge of what I do and when I do it and how mm -hmm. I do it you know I yeah. yeah it's really amazing it feels too good to be true sometimes <laughs> I can decide when to take a holiday yeah
I uh, did something now for the first time of attempting to be a freelance cellist, which was to block off a weekend in my planner to go on a weekend trip with my partner. Oh, okay. And that's, that's something I haven't done yet, you know, just decided that's a time when I will go somewhere, not to even visit anyone, not, to, I won't bring my cello, there won't be any work involved. And that felt like a big moment yeah. to put that into my calendar. And then in my online uh, booking calendar for cello lessons and stuff like that, I also blocked that office being time unavailable it was an amazing amazing experience yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i totally feel what you what you what you feel but it is amazing to have this freedom it's also a responsibility how you organize your time i i feel like i am tempted to work all the time because i feel there is so much i need to do yeah that i i I, I don't want to take the decision to say, okay, this weekend I'm not going to work at all. Mm. Uh, but on the same time, I at the same time, I feel like I need a vacation. I need a little break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to take it. I mean, not right now because because there are so many things I need to I need to do. So, yeah. Now that a year is ending, a calendar year is ending, um, do you make content to do with that like new stuff for the new year or like wrapping up the old year is that a part of your content making um good point i haven't thought of it yet but i should <laughs> i should uh so the thing is that i'm always thinking of new songs to do uh new stuff to record but uh, I should also try to recycle my old content and make like a wrap-up video for the year uh, would be a very good idea. Yes, I should do that. It's a simple idea, but it takes a lot of time, right? Video editing, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go back to old videos and uh, pick something out and put it together. Yes. It's very time consuming. And I was looking at some of yes. your YouTube videos today. I was so impressed because you don't just write two or three different parts. You write like eight and 10 different parts. And there was, mm -hmm. um, I, I looked at this video for eight parts. So there are like eight of you on the screen at the same time. Yeah. And you play just perfectly together with yourself. But I couldn't see any earplugs. I was really curious how you did that logistically. Uh, yeah, it's actually post recording. So when I record the video, I don't record the sound. The sound has been recorded beforehand. Ah, I see. Yes, yeah. yes. Those videos, they are not like uh, the audio and the video are not synchronized. No. Because, because first when I record the audio, I record like... Um, several times each track and then I select the best passages from each take yeah. so it's never a one shot <laughs> yeah plus I do little corrections if there are timings uh, issues or whatever so I edit everything so that it sounds the best the best it can um, 
So that's why it's not possible to do it on video. Plus, when I record the sound, I put like sound absorbing things around my cello, like blankets, pillows, <laughs> to absorb the sound to record in the best conditions. So that makes it impossible to record a video at the same time. <laughs> yes, I get you. Yeah. That's a good idea. But it, it's very, very time consuming. In a way, it's easier to make a live video and to accept the little things that happen just because it's way less work to do. Yes, uh, it depends on the audio quality that you're aiming for. Because if I play it like one shot, I know there will be like some out of tune notes. There will be some timing issues. There would be there would be things. <laughs> yeah, I made some videos where I uh, I'm like playing in a trio with myself yeah. and it was really hard because it was a lot of work for my computer or I don't know how these things work really, but it, it was really difficult to just edit that because everything went slower. Maybe it's because of my computer. It's not, uh, it's quite a small computer. And I guess oh, it's, yeah. it's really tough for it when I put three videos on top of each other and it has to just deal with that. I don't know. What kind of, how do you do this? Uh, I use, uh, to do the video editing, I use uh, Adobe Premiere Pro. Yeah. And I use actually not my computer because my computer uh, is not good enough to handle the, like the graphic, the graphic card is not uh, good enough. So I have another computer which has actually previous computer of my husband, which is um, has a better graphic cards that can handle software so I can work on that computer. But yeah, you need you need uh, like a good graphic cards to be able to to do the audio, um, the video editing. Yeah. 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 It requires some equipment. Yeah. You have these yeah. professional videos and uh, you have like a team, right? You have someone is actually mixing and editing and or was that just for your most recent video? Uh, mixing, are you talking about the audio or, this, or the video? I was on the YouTube video for Nuages, your... Uh... Oh yeah, so for Nuage, so f this is a one track from my EP. So my EP, the audio has been engineered by a sound engineer. So the mixing and mastering are done by um, a sound engineer. And that video was recorded by, uh, I had, um, I hired a videographer to record a video. And then my husband did a lot of work to edit the video. Uh, so yeah, hmm. <laughs> this is what happened. Is it hard to decide what to invest money in? Because since you're not making a living of this yet, I guess it's it's not so easy to just decide to say hire a videographer. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it's hard to decide where to invest the money. Um, also videographer, so the work of videographer, like every freelance is very expensive. I mean, it, of course, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of money uh, and you want good quality content. So you need the work of uh, good people. Uh, yeah. It is hard to decide where to invest, where to not to invest. You go with your gut feeling. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, with the limits of reason, but yes. 
if you were to go back nearly four years and do all of this again, do you think you would have done anything differently? Invested uh, your money differently and your time and energy? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. If I could go back in years, I would have started earlier because I started after I've studied like for nine or 10 years. And I wish I had, I, I wish I had started earlier. Why? Uh, because I guess I would be at a farther point today. I would be more advanced in my career if I had started earlier. Yeah, <laughs> we always went, want to run faster in life. <laughs> no, but things are good the way they are. What are you visualizing as your, you know, where are you trying to get to when it comes to your career? Do you have an idea of how you want your uh, work life to look like? Yeah, I wish um, I'd like to be playing more concerts, have more gigs. I have a few right now, but it's really not a lot and there are small things. So I wish to be able to perform more and to have like a sort of online business where people can, I, I want to open a Patreon page in the future where people, you know, Patreon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So where people can, um, it's a sort of subscription website. So people can support me in the longer term in exchange of like some exclusive content or whatever. So I wish I had that and perhaps do film scoring. I'd like to do that and continue to record music. And uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think like the people who listen to my music, I think like it. So I just wish like more people would listen and like it and uh, engage in my journey. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to play together with other people as well? Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, at the moment, <laughs> there's very little time available <laughs> in my schedule. But yeah, when occasions come, I, I, I'll i go for it. Yeah. Any idea of uh, which instruments you would like to play with? Um, I'd like to play with singers, singer-songwriters, I think. And this, like bands often happen just by... Um, you need to meet the right people. And this always happens by chance. <laughs> I've been playing with bands uh, in the past and uh, the way I met the people that I was playing with was always like some just random, sometimes it was just a guy on the street, you know, <laughs> uh, who saw me with a cello and he said, ah, I want a cello uh, in my band. And I started playing with them. So I'm not looking for any band right now. I think if it has to happen, it will happen naturally, just by chance. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But it's something I really, really enjoyed in the past. And uh, at some point I moved away from the city where I was in, so I had to quit all my bands. But um, yeah, I think I will do it again at some point. Because now you live in the US? Yeah, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Where in Philadelphia? I live in the suburbs. Uh, it's called Bryn Mawr. It's the northwest side of Philadelphia. Yeah. And you see yourself staying there long enough for a band to find you? 
Maybe. I don't know. No. It's open? <laughs> Perhaps. It's open. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Just say to listeners as well, in case there were any sounds while I'm talking, my partner came home and we don't have many doors in our flat. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's uh, something I hope I have some time further down the line for myself that I have like a studio yeah where I can just relax and have uh make a dry acoustic record things and yeah teach and do all of those things there oh yeah nice. I'm not there now I rent a room where I go to teach and I rent a different room for group teachings so Oh, I have now three different venues that I'm paying for, but it's like for now, that's actually the best I can do. But it's hard to hard to spend money when I'm not yet making a living. That's really it's mm -hmm. a strange yes. feeling because it has to happen. Yeah. Money has to be spent in order for it to come back yeah. later. Yes, you need to spend it before you have it. <laughs> Yeah. And that can give you a very insecure feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. The next thing to look forward to from you is your EP then at the beginning of 2024. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know the title of it? The title is going to be Lift the Leaves. Uh, it's a title, can sound a little bit cryptic but it's uh, I see it as an invitation to to look further the first possibilities that are offered to us and to go beyond what we see to look for the hidden truths in our lives <laughs> the hidden possibilities um, and with my journey uh, so yeah the, the way I see it in my life is that I was like I studied in college to to be to become a researcher, a researcher in physics or a researcher in musicology, and in the end, I chose a completely different path. And yeah, I think my path, the path I am on right now, was perhaps hidden all those years where I was doing something else, um, but it was there. Hmm. <laughs> I found it <laughs> only later. <laughs> yeah, and you're still finding it. So, lift the leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a newsletter that people can sign up for. How do they do that? Yeah, I have a newsletter. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to any of my YouTube videos, you'll see a link below that invites you to join my mailing list. And I'm also running a Kickstarter campaign to fund the production of the EP where people can just support me with a little money or they can pre-order the CD or the music in a digital format. And there are other like rewards that people can choose from to support and help me put this music together and release it into the world. And if the listeners want a taste of it, they can go to YouTube and listen to Nuage. Yes. Nuage is the first one, and the second one that came out a week ago is called Ask the Bird. Yeah. I saw that it's, it's also, also on YouTube, because YouTube kind of grabs music from places. So it's not on your personal yes. profile, but it is on YouTube as well. 
it is available on YouTube. It's not a video, but it is on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a, like, is there a platform that you prefer people to go and listen to your music? Um, YouTube is great. Spotify is great too. Uh, any streaming platform really. Okay. Uh, counts. Hmm. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and Instagram is a place where you're very active. And I saw today that you have a coffee page. Yeah, I have a coffee page where I sell music, uh, sheet music. Uh, I offer a lot of sheet music for free, all the sheet music for um, my cello covers. I put them up there on my coffee store, so they're available for people who'd like to see my my song covers, my arrangements. <laughs> That's ko-fi.com. <laughs> Slash Madeleine Lador? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's a bit hard to find things on Kofi. Uh, they don't have the uh, best the research. The research engine, yeah, it doesn't really work. If you type my name, I'm not the first one that comes out. No. Strangely enough. It is yeah. a bit strange, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have anything to say that hasn't yet been said? Uh, no. No? I don't think so. <laughs> That's great. It was so nice to talk to you again. Well, thank you very much for having me and uh, for willing to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a pleasure. The first recording we did didn't quite work, but I'm so happy we had to do it again because it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, sh I'm sure this one was better than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Have a lovely day. You too. Thank you, Ragnil. Bye-bye. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you want to leave a comment or a question to do with this conversation, you can do so on my website or on Kofi or on Instagram. You can find links to all of those in the show notes. I'm happy you're here. Take care.